Story number one. Store-bought neurotransmitters are fine. Written by the Oz Nerd. Colon walked into Tim's office. The air was stale and the dim sunlight streaming into the room revealed just how long it had been since the room was cleared. At the far end of the room stood an unusually tidy desk and a bookshelf full to the broom with documents and studies on psychology and various outlandish methods of calming one's mind. Between Colon and the desk was a small round table and four cushioned armchairs sat around it in an orderly fashion. Sat in one of them was Tim, a human where Colon had seen for years, but knew next to nothing about, not that he made any effort to. One of Tim's eyes locked with Colon's, the human spoke. Colon, take a seat. Tim gestured to the seat opposite the small table. Colon slowly made his way to the chair. His foot wasn't propelling him like it was a few weeks ago. His arms felt heavier than ever before, and every unit traveled was a miracle. With a languished effort, he sat his weight upon the cushioned seat, his eyes remaining downcast. A moment of probing silence followed. You're relapsing, said Tim. I know, even talking was an effort now. What happened? You can tell me. Tim's tone was almost fatherly. It was insulting. I don't know. Kalan didn't know if that was the truth, but it was the easiest answer to give. Yet more silence, invasive, scrutinizing silence. Are you keeping up with your pills? Kalan had an answer, but it wasn't one that he wanted to give. Look, I understand. Sometimes we have days where it all goes wrong. Everyone has those days. It's my job to help you through those days, but I can't help you if you don't know what's happening. I need you to work with me. Colon could just feel the human leaning forward in his seat, insulting his maturity by treating him like an angry child. But he had a point. He was a professional after all. No. Tim's tone darkened ever so slightly. How long have you been off of them? About two months. Why did you stop taking them? Every question asked inflamed Kalan's blood like nothing else. He didn't want to be here. He just wanted to be at home. I... No, he told Tim plenty, some of which he wished he didn't, but not this. Kalan didn't know what would happen if he did, how he would feel saying it, and he wasn't going to risk the strain. He shut his mouth parts tight, tight enough that they felt like they were going to crack. Kalan, that tone, that caring, nursing, mocking tone, it's all he'd ever used, never once raising his voice, never once showing an emotion other than care that Kalan knew for a fact was fake. Tim continued, please, I want to help you. Kalan wouldn't budge, everything about him was hurt, keeping it all inside hurt, but... He continued anyway. It was the strong thing to do. He was strong. He was. Okay, is there anything else that you want to talk about? What? He's just going to give up? The vile bastard didn't care about him at all. If he cared, he would have continued. He would have persisted. But no. Tim thought that it was just fine if he moved on. If he respected Colon's boundaries. That sick jerk. I was broke, Colon roared his answer, threatening to snap the wood holding the chair together as he gripped the armrests. Tim's face didn't change, no emotion, nothing but cold indifference. This wasn't good enough, he needed to see something, anything, 
to prove there was an actual person that he had been speaking to all these years. I... I didn't have the money for pills, so I just didn't buy them. I thought that I could make it a week without them. Come next week, I just forgot to buy them. It hurt to say it, but something about doing so seemed to take something out of Collant's heart. He hadn't felt this alive in weeks, but then, and I know this sounds coincidental, I just got better. Finally, Tim's face changed. It was subtle, but his eyebrows grew ever so slightly closer together. Kalong continued, and for a few weeks I was okay. I wasn't happy per se, but I wasn't angry or sad all the time. He spoke, and Kalong's posture slowly righted itself. His eyes brightened, and the world seemed a little clearer. He felt like he was talking to an actual person again. But then, Kalong's skin began to slowly bubble as he drew his arms closer in. Then it just stopped. I stopped feeling okay. I knew that there was something there and was helping me, but now it's gone. Kalan's skin bubbled for more fiercely with every word. He's every inch tense tighter and tighter. I've been looking for what helped me for weeks. I gave up on my pills because I know that I don't need them. I just need to find out one thing. Kalan balled his hands into fists, clenching them tighter as he reached into pitch. Then maybe I won't be forced to take drugs with potentially disastrous side effects for the rest of my life, just to feel normal. Kalan raised his arms, ready to bring them down and release everything that had bottled up, but he couldn't. Slowly, he withdrew himself from the chair, curling up everything he could, trying to fight the tears just behind his eyes. He sobbed dryly, unable to fight how he felt anymore, but it didn't feel any better. If anything, he had just made himself vulnerable, more vulnerable than he'd ever been. And so Kalan sat there, sad, angry, and trying to regain his composure before Tim could break him down any more. He stayed like that for what felt like hours, unable to build himself back up, still submerged in everything that had laid bare. He thought he heard Tim say something, but it sounded like nothing more than a weak drone. Then he felt it, Tim's hand on his back. Time seemed to freeze and everything Kalan felt solidified into one emotion. Rage. Rage at himself. Rage at the world and rage at the man for thinking he could empathize with him. He wasn't even the same species. Get off me! Before Kalan knew what he was doing, he spun around in the chair and slammed his fist into the human's stomach, sending him reading into the wall directly behind him. Tim collapsed to the floor, gasping, Kalan seethed with anger, feeling bolstered by his defiance against... Against... What? His eyes widened as he realized what he had done. All the color drained from his skin. His jaw laid slack as he took in the results of his impassioned act. I... He couldn't find the words to justify it. There was just no justifying it. He looked at the door and then back at Tim. He felt the door pull at him, begging him to run every fiber of his being telling him to run. But he didn't. Tentatively, he climbed over to the armrest and down onto the floor, inching his way closer to Tim. Tim opened his eyes and Kalan froze as they locked onto him. What was he going to say? What was he going to do? Why did he hold out his hand? Tim's eyes scrunched in with pain and they were held no malice. Nothing about the human's form showed any signs of aggression. Just... Vulnerability. Raw, trusting vulnerability. 
With a moment of hesitation, Kalan took the man's hand and helped him lift up to his feet, steadying him as he walked over to his chair. Kalan stood anxiously at the human side, watching as Tim's breath steadied, and his window coughing lessened, and then Tim spoke. I am not angry at you. Kalan couldn't believe what he was hearing. He had just punched a man into a wall. How could he not be angry? This had to be another trick, something that he could use against him. But it felt different, it felt real. I can never know how you feel, nobody can, but there are others like you out there who felt everything that you do in their own ways. Do you know what they did? Kalan honestly shook his head. They got help that they needed, and they healed. Not permanently. What they have will never go away forever. But they got better. That's why I do this. I do this because I want to see people get better. And you're no exception. As the human pulled a notepad from his breast pocket, he began writing. Galan saw a side of Tim that he had never known existed. The human had helped him through more trials than he could count, but he had never seen Tim this merciful, this empathic, this caring. He didn't want to hold these tears back anymore, and he felt worse when one of them stained the slip of the paper Tim handed him. Hand this to the girls at the front counter, and they'll renew your prescription. I want you to keep taking them, even after we find out what kept you going for those weeks. Kolan nodded and made for the door, not wanting to leave the office for the first time in his life. As he put his hand on the doorknob, he heard Tim say his name. He turned to find the human was standing before him. Kolan, I want you to remember that I'm your friend, and that I'm here for you. And, even though I wish you wouldn't have handled it differently, I'm thankful that you were honest with me today. The human opened their arms, and Kolan couldn't resist. The two shared an embrace that way the two old friends would, and Kalan was on his way with the hope that life would get better. Tim felt a buzz on his hip. He pulled his phone out of his pocket and answered the caller. Tim, I saw what happened on the cameras. Do you want me to call the police? said Stacy, the security girl. Tim thought on it for a moment. Consequences are not a good learning tool, but when he thought about it further, there was no debate. No. Tim heard Stacy's confusion over the line. Why? Tim eyed the clock on the wall to his right before pulling the blister pack from his left pocket. He popped a search line pull directly in his mouth and swallowed, just as he'd done every day for years. I think I can help him. End of story.